How's everybody doing? Good morning. Thanks, Dan and Terry and the worship man. Didn't they a great job this morning? That was a great worship set. We appreciate... Thanks, guys. We appreciate so much of uh, their ministry. Well, it was a big, big weekend. You guys, anybody go to the state fair? Some of you did. A lot of you did, actually. Yeah, big weekend at the state fair. Also, there's other things that were happening this weekend. It was the uh, 50th anniversary of the March on Washington. I saw some of the pictures and some of the video. And uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s famous uh, speech, I Have a Dream, was the 50th anniversary of that. But also something else that was noteworthy this weekend was, uh, maybe you saw it or you didn't see it, but uh, there's a new Batman, I guess. In a couple, a couple of years, they're going to make like an Avengers kind of DC Comics uh, sort of League of Justice movie, I guess, and Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, and they chose, let's go to the next slide, Ben Affleck as Batman. I'm a Christian Bale fan. I have a hard time with this. So anyways, on Twitter, one of the top trends on Twitter this past weekend was this one, better Batman than Ben Affleck. So people would submit different pictures, and I thought this guy, this picture, this was my submission. He'd be perfect for Batman. Jim Roskins, our media guy, asked me if that was really me there with the, the stash. Anyways, it has nothing to do with my sermon. I just like that picture. I think it's really funny. All right. Uh, the sermon series that we're in is Soul Detox. And it's just been an enjoyable last four or five weeks kind of going through the series. And uh, Pastor Chad and I have teamed up on, on this series. Pastor Chad has gone this morning. He's kind of preparing messages for our fall series. And what we've sought to do in Soul Detox is, is really look at the things in our lives, the things that we experience, the things that we come across that can potentially contaminate and pollute our lives. And then and not only looking at that, but also asking the question, how can you and I, how can the community of Maple Grove Covenant Church seek to live cleanly or purely uh, in this world that we live in? And some of the things that we've been talking about is not being legalistic as we've sought to discern those things that we allow into our, into our life. Let's go to the next slide. This great passage from John chapter 7. If we can go to the next one. Is, I love this verse, and it's just the message translation of John chapter 7. And Jesus says this, Don't be nitpickers. Use your head and your heart discern what is right, to, to, to test, uh, test what is authentically right. So for, for us to actually not get legalistic about those things we allow in our lives, but actually use our head and our heart, and also our, as friends, discerning what we allow into our life. And I began this series by talking about on July 25th, about limiting our exposure, looking at the things that we allow, especially media and the influence of TV shows, and making good choices. Again, not being nitpickers, but really discerning with our heads and our hearts what we shall allow into our, our uh, households, what we shall allow our teenagers and, and kids to, to watch as well. And then also after that, I had an interview with John Gordon, and, and with the many stories that John shared uh, that morning, he also shared about choices that he made over his career as the voice of the Minnesota Twins, um, choices that he made to make sure that he was living a pure life for Jesus Christ. And that was a great morning. And then the Sunday after that, Pastor Chad talked about the pollutants, the potential pollutants and contaminants of a busy life. And it seems like a lot of folks that I talk to these days, they're so scheduled, overscheduled, so busy. And Chad talked about in that, in that sermon is that that can contaminate our lives, that we need to have some space some space in our lives to allow God to work to us, work in us, and for us to hear that sort of small, still voice. And that was a really good sermon. And then last week, I talked about the contaminants, the pollutants of judgment. 
Matthew chapter 7, where, where Jesus says that famous verse, don't, don't judge other people. And then it continues on in verse 2 and 3 and says, you know, before you judge another person, look at the stuff in your life. If you think uh, they're so bad, look at, you know, the smear, the, the contempt in your own face before you, you uh, look at somebody else. And what's, be- what's great about Jesus, and we're going to talk about that this morning, and this series is really about this, it's not just stopping something. It's not just like, don't do this, don't do that, because that's religion, and it doesn't work. My experience, it doesn't work. The beauty of the teachings of Jesus in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, is where they talk about, don't do this, and they give reasons for that. It's not the best way to live. But instead, replace it with this. And in that sermon on judgment last week, I talked about, you know, let's not judge. And then in verse 12, the golden rule is that when we, we make that a part of our lives, that we're able to replace that judgment, to do to others what we would like others to do to us. And hopefully this past week I challenged you to have a golden rule week and to have golden rule moments. And that verse has been with me all week, just thinking through, you know, for me, to treat other people in the way that I would like to be treated. Well, this morning, this is a really special morning. I've been looking forward to this service for, for a while, ever since I started planning this sermon series with Chad back in June, is that we have some guests from Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge that in many ways exemplify this sermon series, this soul detox, because these are guys that actually experienced that, uh, uh, made some choices to bring some things in their life, some chemicals that contaminated and polluted their lives, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and then actually went through a detox experience. You know, we've been using that as a metaphor in this series, but they, they actually lived it went through a detox experience, and then through that experience, uh, walked down the path of Jesus Christ and actually became a part of this wonderful program that we have here in the Twin Cities. So I'm ex- so excited this morning to have them uh, come and share, and I'm going to do a Q&A with them. So we have Adam Peterson that's going to come up here, and Kevin Beck and Brandon Buck. They're going to come up here. Let's give them a hand this morning. They had the headsets on, and we were kind of joking that these guys are like a, a boy band. Oh, be careful. And uh, that they're, they're a, a boy band. It would be the Beck and Buck boy band. So they're not going to dance for us this morning. But anyways, just go ahead, Adam, just kind of share. Adam's on staff at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. And going to kind of give a little overview of what you do and then have the guys introduce themselves. Yeah. Well, good morning, church. Um, like your pastor said, my name's Adam Peterson, and I've been on staff at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge for about three and a half years. And I work in our marketing and development department um, and just have – this is such a privilege and honor to be here with you this morning and partake in this series. Um, for those of you that don't know, Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge is a faith-based drug and alcohol treatment and recovery program. Um, it's actually a worldwide organization that started over 50 years ago by a man named David Wilkerson in the streets in New York City. Um, He followed the call God put on his life to help um, young gang members get out of that lifestyle. And I don't think he had any idea what that obedience would do, um, because now over 50 years later, it's the largest treatment program in the world. We have over 1,000 centers in 89 different countries. In the United States, we have over 250 centers in 49 of the 50 states. And in Minnesota, we're about 30 years old, and we're actually the largest teen challenge in the world now. We have a center in Brainerd, a center in Duluth, and our main one in Minneapolis, and actually opening up one later this year in Rochester. And we have programs short-term, 
long-term inpatient and outpatient treatment programs for teens and adults. We know addiction doesn't discriminate. Um, we've had 14-year-olds in our program. Uh, last year, we had someone that was 76 finish our program. Um, and uh, we have a short-term license, Rule 31, anywhere from 12 to 90 days, depending on client need. Um, but then the program that we're most well-known for is our long-term inpatient faith-based program, where it's 12 to 15 months. Um, and while you're in that program, you have an opportunity to volunteer for different opportunity or different programs. Uh, we have a program that goes into high schools and middle schools all over the state of Minnesota. It's called Know the Truth. It's a substance abuse prevention program. It's actually the the program that I run, uh, Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. And last year, we spoke in over 140 high schools and middle schools um, to over 50,000 students. And uh, I'm very proud to announce that we are very active in your community. We speak at Maple Grove High School, Maple Grove Junior High, Osseo uh, Senior High, and Osseo Junior High, and the surrounding cities as well. And uh, what we do is we come in and we just share our personal stories about the choices we made and the consequences we experienced and encourage the students uh, to really think about the choices they're making and what they want out of life and what's going to get them there. And uh, these two gentlemen to my left um, are currently in the year-long program at Teen Challenge, and they also volunteer um, for that Know the Truth program and go into the schools, and uh, they're going to introduce themselves this morning. How you guys doing? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Kevin. Um, I'm 25 years old. I've, I've been in Teen Challenge now for, for just over eight months. Um, it's been an interesting eight months, but it's changed my life. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm from Roseville, went to Roseville High School, and, and I've been uh, struggling with uh, heroin addiction for, for a little over five years now. So, Hi church, my name is Brandon Buck. Um, I'm 27. I'm actually from Eden Prairie. Went through the Eden Prairie school system, graduated from Eden Prairie. Um, and addiction has been a real unfortunate part of my life ever since I was about 14 years old. So as you know, we talk a little bit more, you'll hear a little bit more about it. But you know, I've also gone through the, uh, the detox experience. And you know, now that we're replacing it with something else, it's, it's a big moment. Thanks, guys. Well, when we start off with a question, just as we talked about this morning, um, what were some of the choices that <coughs> led you towards that, that life of addiction? We'll probably start with you, Brandon. You know, the choices that led me down addiction, you know, first and foremost, when I said I, I used when I was 14, it really had to do with, you know, looking for acceptance. But as my life progressed, it became looking for, you know, other things, whether it was my career, whether it was, you know, my, the, my love of money, uh, you know, even got to the point where, you know, I just, I, I made the decision to, use drugs and alcohol because after I tried it that one time, I liked it. Hmm. And, you know, for me, that's, uh, I made bad decisions based upon, you know, out, outside influences, whether it was the world, whether it was my friends or the people that I thought were my friends, uh, you know, or just, you know, not being happy with, with where I was at. Okay. What for you? Yeah, you know, it's same thing, just different story. You know, I, I grew up with the an older brother, two years older than me, and I always wanted to be accepted by, you know, my older brother and his friends because I thought they were cool, and if I was with them, then I thought I was cool. So, you know, all my life it was, you know, I was driven by, you know, outside influences. I was never really true to, to what I wanted, and, and I just, I always thought that, you know, I had to do good to be good. Mm -hmm. You know, if I performed, people would like me, and, and, and that's what, you know, drove me in sports, and when sports left my life, you know, I was, I was at a loss, and once I... Once I tried drugs, you know, I, 
I was kind of put at ease. I didn't care as much what people thought about me. Sure. So that emotional pain inside kind of numbed, and 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 I just kept using because then I didn't have to, you know, deal with that and didn't care what everybody thought of me. And well, this is where it got me. <laughs> and as you uh, tried to get off heroin, kind of walk us through that sort of detox experience, what that was like, and uh, kind of share with our community uh, just what you went through. Um. You know, I'll let, I'll let Brandon touch on the, the physical aspect of it, which that in and of itself is, is, is miserable, but, uh, you know, he'll, he'll describe it as, as a really miserable flu. But more than anything for me, I mean, the, the physical stuff is, is awful, but the, the mental aspect of, of really coming off heroin is, is, is when, you're, when you're caught up and you're stuck in that stronghold and, and, and Satan's got that, that grip on you, I mean, that's all I could think about was was heroin and, and going through detoxes, I mean, that's it. I couldn't think about anything else. You know, it was like, oh, only if I could have this, I, I'd feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it be money or it wasn't around or, or even, like, I thought I could try to quit, you know. It was just, just one of those things where it's just I couldn't do it on my own. Yeah. And, and, and I was just caught up in myself and didn't want to ask for help. But, but yeah, just the fact that it consumed me. It consumed everything about me. Um, and, and not only that, though, but it, it, it made me think, and again, it goes back to what other people thought, you know. It's like if I ask people yeah. for help, well, then they're going to think I'm weak, and I don't want people to think I'm weak because yeah. I'm, I'm Kevin Beck. So, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, you know, that's just, I mean, that's where it brought me, and, and even the, just the mental bind that it had on me. But, yeah. So, so getting to the point where you actually say, I, I need help, that's hard to get to that point. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree entirely, and I never want to admit, admit my weakness because that means I can't do it. Yeah. Now, I went through a physical detox, you know, and this is Kevin said that that, that I was going to touch on it being like flu. I'm sure everybody here has had the flu at one point in their life, and it is the worst feeling ever. I've had the flu, and if and if you've had the flu, times it by about a hundred, where it, I was, I, we were talking in your office. Right now, if I was going through detox and I was sitting in this chair, I may be able to sit here for about 30 seconds before I got to start running out these doors because the pain is that unbearable. You know, I'd be crawling up the walls. All I'd want to do is escape my body. And now I went through detox a few times with opiates and other drugs. Now... It's like pins and needles. I'm hot. I'm cold. I feel like I'm on fire. I'm pouring sweat one minute. The next minute, I'm cold, and you got to wrap me up in a blanket. It's, it, it, it's, yeah, like I wanted to die. If I could have, I absolutely would have taken that that avenue because it was that bad. I I, I remember I was I, I went through detox a couple of times and. If anybody knows anything about heroin detox here or not, I'll give you a brief Reader's Digest version. There's a couple different ways that you can do it. You can just do it without any help at all. And that was a nightmare. Now, I also did it with a, with a medication, which kind of helped you with some of these symptoms. And it was just as bad. <laughs> so the one thing that you know, cracks me up about this sermon about soul detoxes. It didn't matter what I had of this world, 
whether it was without the help of this chemical to detox or it was with it. I get, you know, coming into Teen Challenge, I got to replace it with the gospel. Hmm. And that was what ended up helping more than anything. Hmm. But, That's great. Yeah. And would you say that was the kind of the breaking point, you know, as you um, went towards Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge? What was that breaking point? Was it that experience? Uh, it, it, got to the, it got to the point where my, I, I lost my career, and my career was really my whole life. Uh, you know, you have an iPad. That's what I did. I, I, uh, I was a trainer for Apple for several years, and that was like my, that was my world. Now, I, I lost that. I lost my, my family. They didn't even want to talk to me because I was going around. I was, you know, being real sneaky, stealing money, stuff like that, um, you know, lying to family members. And even though my heart was like, I want you in my life, I want to be honest with you, I want to, you know, love you, my actions didn't portray it because I became a slave to what I despised the most. And my breaking point was seeing my mother. She looked at me. She saw me driving. And all she did was she broke down in tears. Mm. And I said, you know what? I, I can't do that anymore. And I had one of my best friends see me. And he goes, do you want to? And, and, and I originally had gotten sober with him. And he goes, do you want to stop this? And I'm like crying. And I said, yeah, I want to stop it. And he goes, Brandon, he goes, you are real good at being sober. Because you're real good at it, but unless you want to do this every few years, you might want to find out who Jesus is. And that was my point of, you know, getting help. Hmm. Well, for you, Kevin, was that breaking point? Well, it's fair to say that I have a Many. about a breaking point every single week. <laughs> but uh, but the, but the one that got me to Teen Challenge um, this time, you know, I've 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 been in and out of treatment for the last five years a handful of times. Um, and this time, it just it got to a point where it was just, I didn't, you know, I, I was so broken and so lost. And, and I was in Teen Challenge uh, about a, two years ago now. And I was in there for seven months and just sabotaged my program. But, but in that seven months, I did have a relationship with Christ. And when I went back this time, that spirit of conviction was, was so strong and so, f- so fast it turned into shame and just got worse and worse and worse so quickly. It only took a couple months this last time. And, and before I knew it, I was on the side of the road, homeless, in my truck, out of gas, no money, um, freezing in the middle of winter, no friends to call because I've burned all those bridges, um, no family to talk to because I was just so ashamed of how I've used and manipulated and lied and cheated and stole and, and the list goes on and on from them. And it just got to a point where I'm just sitting there and, 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 and by the grace of God, he gave me that moment of clarity where, you know, he spoke to me and just said, have you, have you had enough yet? Is, is this it? Do you want to keep doing this? And, and for the first time in my life, that was a breaking point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something for myself this time. And I actually used my phone to call and, and, and reach out for help, you know. And it was weird, you know. I don't tell people a lot of the story, but I'm sitting there and, and I threw up a prayer and I said, you know, God, I'll, I just <laughs> I just want somebody to call me. Just, just somebody to call me that will help me. And, you know, in my head I'm thinking the only person I don't want to call is my mom. And I'm not kidding. Like 30 seconds later, who calls? It's mom. Hmm. And, 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 and that was the start of it, you know. And Did you hit end real quick? 
Like, ignore? <laughs> I sure thought about it. But, uh, no, so, I mean, that was the breaking point. And then as far as breaking points go, you know, I'm so full of, of pride that, yeah. that every week, you know, he's, he's peeling layers back. Like, yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't want to be Kevin Beck anymore. I just, I want to be Kevin, a, a child of God, and I really want to live that way. Yeah. So. Well, why don't you continue on, Kevin, and just tell us about the program and, and what you've been experiencing and what God has been doing in your life over the last, I think you said, eight months. <laughs> Eight, eight and a half, right, Adam? <laughs> um, you know, the hardest thing about Teen Challenge is, is one, it's, it's a year-long program, and that in itself is, you know, a lot of the freedoms that I got, I don't, I don't get that being there, but, but at the same time, I'm getting free. Mm. Um, and then, you know, living, living with 30, 40, 50 guys, um, I mean, we're like a bunch of girls, you know. Seriously, we'll 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 we'll, we'll, we'll cry together, we'll laugh together. Um, we we bicker, we we go back and forth and, and fight and yeah, fight more than cry, but yeah, <laughs> uh, not in our house. But no, um, yeah, you know, it's honestly more than anything that, since being here is I, I've been able able to be comfortable with with who I am. I can sit up here and, and you know, the word says the fear of the Lord brings strong confidence. And and I can sit up here confidently and share my story with you. And I'm not ashamed of it. You know, I've done a lot of bad things, stole from a lot of people, lied, you know, manipulated my whole life. And, and, you know, I can actually stand on this and say for the first time in my life doing this program, I'm not doing it for anybody. You know, I'm doing it. I'm doing it first and foremost for, for my relationship and, and for the Lord. But, but I'm actually doing it for myself this time. And, and it feels good and it feels right. And, and that's allowed me to, to get comfortable with, you know, the darkness that's been in my life that I've never, ever been able to share. You know, like with Adam and Brandon, actually, you know, these, I've, I've been able to get close with these guys and to be able to just open up to these guys and, and, and just tell them what I'm struggling with, be it, be it lust or, or just, you know, like I'm, I don't have control of this situation. Like what do I need to do? You know, I have people in my life that I can go out and, and just, you know, you know, lay it on the floor, and they aren't going to judge me, you know, they, they genuinely love me, and I've never really felt that before, and, and it just, uh, something I've never had, and, and this program's brought that to me, you know, one thing that I've noticed that I've never really had in my life is, is community and accountability, and I've never had it because I've never, you know, wanted it, because I've always wanted to do things my way, and, <laughs> and, and I, I still want to do things my way, but, but I let people speak into me and say, hey, maybe, maybe this isn't, the way it's supposed to go and so yeah great thanks kevin well for you brandon all of it i use your lead in the hardest thing about teen challenge is year long also the best part about teen challenge is it's year long uh you know you, you heard me talk about my my heroin addiction i mean you know i got into heroin through opiates through pills i got in a car accident that's kind of how the whole thing started you know for me got in pills thought pills were all good because they were prescribed. I'll trust the doctor. Eventually, I get into heroin, and I land up and end up in Teen Challenge. And thank you that it is a year-long program because that's really what I needed. I needed a year to really get down to the core issues of the stuff that I was dealing with. Because I was not—I I always used to joke around and say, "Yeah," I said, "Yeah, I love me. I, I could spend all day with me." Well, I got to the point where I hated me, and I couldn't escape it. Hmm. Now, when it comes to you know, you know. The, the program of Teen Challenge. I mean, you know, Kevin talks about you know accountability and having those people around. That is the most important thing. I have mentors and p- 
people in my life that can speak life mm-hmm. into me, where they can go out and they, and they can pick me up, they can take me out, we can go around, we can, you know, at least some of us get to go out and play golf and, mm-hmm. and, and go out to dinner and have a conversation with somebody that's not based upon, you know, the evil things of this world that I've done. Mm-hmm. And being able to do that and realize that there's a lot more to life than to, to what I was doing mm-hmm. is the biggest blessing for me. Mm. You know, I don't have to sit around and be depressed. I don't have to sit in shame about what I've done. You know, I don't have to be angry. I can rely mm. on you know what I've learned in this program and what I've learned through the gospel. And that's really neat about Teen Challenge. That's great. Yeah. You know, just maybe recently, what what has God shown you, or what? How is God working in your life just maybe in the last you know, I, couple of weeks or so? This is I off can, the cuff. Oh, I, yeah, I can, I can definitely tell you that. I'm, How much time we got? Yeah, but you said, eight, you said you've been here eight and a half months. I'm set to graduate in another 20-some days. So uh, patience for me, I tell you what. You know, I've been here a long time, it feels like, and God is showing me and giving me every opportunity to be patient. You know, I like I, I laugh about it and I say, man, I'm just getting tested. Well, you know what? God's not gonna you know give you more than you can handle. But that's cool that I can know that now. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, and being at Teen Challenge, patience is definitely a, a virtue. <laughs> Somebody said that sometime. Uh yeah, no, but uh, you know, I'll just I'll share a story. Last night, you know, I got to sit down with a guy who uh, who's been been struggling and. And, you know, he, like, I, I asked him, you know, what's up? Like, dude, I can tell something's wrong. And, you know, he's like, you know what? I don't even want to talk about it. I was like, can I at least give you a hug? And he's like, no, I don't even want to hug. And, and walked away. And then, like, ten minutes later, he's like, you know, I was on the phone, but he tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, come find me when you're done, you know. And, and I went and found him. And, and he just broke down to me. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's been in the program a while. And, 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 a, and he appears to be doing just really well, you know, but the truth of the matter is, is he's not. He's putting on that facade. And, 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 and he used that situation, one, for me to kind of speak a little life into him, but also to show me, like, hey, this is what you've been doing all your life, and, and maybe you're still doing this a little bit. But, you know, it's just it's more than anything, it's, uh, it's humility. Adam actually just gave me a book that uh, I've been reading called Humility, True Greatness. And uh, it's just really showing me how prideful I am in everything that I do, mm. you know. Even sitting up here, it's, it's, you know, I want to make it about God, but there's still a part of me that wants to be like, hey, this is about Kevin, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't want that anymore. And, and, and God has been putting that on my heart more and more and more. Like, it's not about going and getting a car and a nice house and having the hottest wife and, and, the, and the best kids as athletes and stuff. It's about living and, and being peaceful and, and being happy and, and content where you're at. And, and, and when you're there, everything else comes. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, a nice house and car is awesome, but I, I don't want, I can't enjoy that if, if I can't enjoy being me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what he's shown me more than anything is just, you know, well, and another thing is I'm not always going to have control of situations. Yeah. You know, I got to, I got to give it up and, 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 you know, I like to say I trust in the Lord, but do I really? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot of situations where I don't know how he's going to work in the situation, so I want to take control back, but it's like, you know what, if, if you really trust in me, well, then, then give it to me and let me deal with it. And, and when I do that, <laughs> Things work out. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Good, Adam. Um, well, 
my, my, I've been on staff at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge for three and a half years, but my relationship with the program started June 2nd in 2008 um, when I entered the program as a client. Um, and I grew up in the church, and, um, but I stuffed things. And uh, when I was 21, I started drinking, and very quickly, um, that's where I found my identity and been through a treatment program. Ended up at Teen Challenge, um, you know, lost pretty much everything. Uh, had a lot of success in my life, um, but came to the point of just complete brokenness. Um, and when I came into the program, I kind of expected it to be the same as other treatment programs. Um, you know, they tell you about the effects the drugs have on your body and your brain and refusal skills and all that stuff, which is great. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised when they didn't really talk about the drugs at all. Um, you know, at Teen Challenge, we really view the addiction as an outward display of an inward condition. Um, I didn't need anyone to tell me that I shouldn't drink. My DWI, my three crash cars, the scars on my body, my broken relationships were clear signs that I should not drink. I needed someone to tell me that I was loved, that I was accepted that someone had a plan for me. Not only someone, but the creator had a plan for my life. And so it was through building that relationship with Jesus Christ and, and the Lord at and, and Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge that I was able to really build a firm foundation to deal with those issues with authority and to deal with those issues um, with anxiety and self-esteem and integrity and humility and um, to really stand firm on the gospel that really propelled me um, to just, like... Kevin was saying to really be satisfied in my weakness because I know that in my weakness, he is strong. And um, today I just want to share with you one or two ways that you can get involved with this program. Um, you heard both of them talk about the, the, um, uh, the positive effect of, of good relationships and mentorship. Um, there's going to be a sign-up sheet out there if you're interested. At Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, we have a mentorship program, small commitment of one to two times a month, and it's just saying, hey, I'm going to come, I'm going to get set up with someone that's in the program, and I'm going to come and meet with them and just talk with them and take them out of the program, you know, get to know them, they get to know you. A lot of the people in our program have never, this is their first experience they've had, with, um, with a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so they have unrealistic expectations, you know. Um, the best way I heard it explained was uh, a woman went into her mentor's house and was amazed that there was dirty dishes and the kids were disobedient and life was kind of crazy. She thought because you were a Christian it had to be perfect. But we know that that's not true, right? And so um, it's just a great opportunity to come alongside someone. And, and we, we believe in our mentorship program. We have over 500 people in our program, and we are working very hard to get those mentors to help them because it is such a vital part of, of the success of our graduates. And if you've been around and heard success rates on treatment, some programs boast in 10%, 15% success rates. Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge is over 50% our success rate, and that is contributed, one, to the fact that we believe in Jesus Christ and rest uh, on the gospel, but also those building that community, building those positive relationships. And then as Greg said in the beginning, just the, the process of detox. I went through DTs, um, tremors. I was vomiting constantly. Alcohol is one of the only drugs that you can die from the withdrawals from. And um, my dad had to roll me over onto my stomach so I wouldn't choke on my own vomit. And, and the detox process, everything's getting out. All the chemicals, all the bad stuff is going out, but what's going in? And you heard Brandon talk about how sometimes they'll use another drug to, to get the other drug out and what that can lead to. But what it is is what are you putting back in when you're going through that detox process? 
And at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, we're putting back in the gospel. And that is what is, has fueled me and just changed my life um, to I can't even believe uh, what the Lord has given me in the last five years since graduating the program. And so we want to thank you so much for allowing us to come and be a part of this sermon series. And uh, we will be around as well if you have any questions after the service. Um, like I said, there will be a couple brochures and a sign-up sheet out in the foyer. Um, but please come and find us. We would love to, uh, to get to know you a little bit better. And thank you so much, Pastor Thanks, Pete. And I, and I think uh, it's, it, it's easy for us, I think, to hear these stories and, um, and not pause for a moment and just realize the miracle that you guys are here. And I, I think Ephesians chapter 2, where Paul says, you know, that we're, we were dead in our, our trespasses, that you guys were dead in your choices. But God, who is rich in mercy, made you alive in Jesus Christ. And not only made you alive, but it says in verse 10, to be his, his poema, his masterpiece, or his song. And the fact that you guys go out to schools and you're kind of sharing that song um, just make, takes tremendous courage. Thank you so much for being here this morning. And it's just been a delightful uh, morning together. Let's give these guys a hand. Thanks, guys. Go ahead. Great, guys. I hope you get a chance to talk to them after this morning's service. Let me pray. Uh, Father God, thank you for Adam and Kevin and Brandon and their courage. Think about that, that saying that uh, success is never final, failure is never fatal. It's courage that counts. Uh, for them to have the courage to enter into the program at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge and the courage uh, just to uh, wake up and, and go another day. Um, God, we thank you for uh, that organization and the wonderful work, the redemptive work that's occurring there. Lives are being changed, transformed, as Adam talked about, the fact of the stuff being, being taken out, this, this, the, uh, the contaminants and such, and then being replaced with the gospel. God bless that ministry. Thank you for the opportunity that we had to hear these stories. And uh, for those of us who might know somebody who is kind of hitting a, a breaking point, help us to reach out to them and be, to be that phone call or that person in their life. Or perhaps... Um, Perhaps, as, as Brandon talked about, for, for us to be a person that speaks life in relationships. So, God, uh, thanks so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.